At Watermark Community Church, we're reading the Bible together and learning about how a bunch of smaller stories point to one big true story, the story of God's rescue plan through Jesus. Welcome to Join the Journey Junior. Hi, everyone. It's Sarah. Here's where we are in the story. The people of Israel had been divided into two nations, Israel in the north and Judah in the south, each with their own king. King Jeroboam in the north was told not to worship idols like the nations around them, but he did. So several prophets of the Lord told him about consequences he'd experience because of his idol worship, and each of them happened just like God said they would. There were many prophets of the Lord throughout Israel's history, but today we'll focus on a few events that happen in the lives of two of them. The northern kingdom of Israel had been through several kings since King Jeroboam, and this story begins during the reign of King Ahab. He heard many prophecies from a prophet named Elijah, warning against the choices he was making. But King Ahab just called Elijah a troublemaker and refused to obey the words of the Lord. Do you remember what a prophecy was? A prophecy was God's message to his people about events that would happen in the future. They were often warnings about what would happen if the people didn't turn back to God. But couldn't anybody just say that they were a prophet and then make up whatever they wanted? They could, but the way the Israelites knew that a prophet was real was if their prophecy came true, because God always does what he says he's going to do. Now, back to the story. King Ahab's wife, Jezebel, worshipped a false god called Baal. So that meant there were many false prophets of Baal in the kingdom. To be specific, Elijah was the only remaining prophet of the Lord, while there were 450 prophets of Baal in the northern kingdom of Israel. To prove he served the one true God, Elijah set up a contest with the prophets of Baal. The contest involved sacrificing two bulls, making wooden altars, and taking turns asking for their gods to burn up their sacrifices. Elijah let the prophets of Baal try first, and no matter what they tried, Baal did nothing to their altar. Now the time came for Elijah to try. But before he asked God to burn up his sacrifice, he had the prophets of Baal soak his altar in water. So much water, they even filled a trench surrounding his altar with water. Then he began praying to the Lord, asking him to burn up his sacrifice so everyone would see that he is the one true God. And God did. But not only the bowl, God burned up the entire altar and all the water in the trench too. So all the people confessed that the Lord of Israel really is the one true God. After their contest was complete, Elijah had the prophets of Baal killed for being false prophets. But that made Jezebel angry. So suddenly Elijah was on the run because Jezebel was trying to have him killed. <gasps> While on the run, the Lord sent Elijah to Mount Sinai, so he traveled there for 40 days and nights. On Mount Sinai, Elijah saw a windstorm, an earthquake, and a fire, but the Lord wasn't in any of those. Once they subsided, Elijah heard the voice of God in a gentle whisper. God told him that he should return to where he came from so he can anoint the next king and the next prophet. So Elijah returned to Israel. Once he found a man named Elisha, Elijah placed his cloak over the man's shoulders as a sign that he wanted Elisha to be the next prophet. Then Elisha responded by slaughtering his oxen, his only livelihood, 
and following Elijah as an apprentice. Elijah served God faithfully through the reign of several kings that did not follow the Lord. One day, God let Elijah and Elisha know that he was going to take Elijah up to heaven soon. Before he was taken up, Elijah asked how he could help Elisha one last time. So Elisha asked for a double share of Elijah's spirit. Then as they were walking, a chariot of fire, pulled by horses of fire, appeared between them, separating them, and Elijah was carried up into heaven. Elisha picked up Elijah's cloak, which had fallen off in the whirlwind, and continued walking back towards town. Before long, people were coming to Elisha, asking for help. So he served them just as God told him to, whether it be doing miracles for people or sharing prophecies from the Lord. All of it was so people would believe in the one true God, just like his master. Will Elijah's faithfulness turn Israel back to the Lord? You'll have to join us next time to find out. For now, let's review today's story with a few questions. Question 1. Who did Elijah set up a contest against? Question 2. What did Elisha ask Elijah for before Elijah was taken up to heaven? Question 3. How do you think God speaks to us now? Talk to your parents about it. The kingdom was now two kingdoms, led by kings that were not following the Lord. So Elijah was faithful to do what God wanted him to do. If that was to perform a miracle confirming he served the one true God, or sharing prophecies of coming judgment with the king. Sharing what the Lord had to say, instead of what the king wanted to hear, eventually led to Elijah being on the run, where God told him to anoint the next king and prophet after him. Then, after faithfully serving the Lord for many years, the Lord took him up into heaven, leaving Elisha to be Israel's prophet afterward. People during Elijah and Elisha's time didn't have the Bible like we do so God would work through them to talk to the people of Israel. While God can do that today if he chooses, we don't have to wait on him speaking through a prophet to hear from him, because God's given us his written word. God's word helps us understand our sinful nature, the world around us, and God's character. So as we need help making decisions in life, we can look at God's word alongside our family or fellow Christ followers to help us know what is best. Just the creation of the Bible is something wonderful only God could do, because all the little stories in God's Word are written by 40 different people over the course of 1,500 years. But it all still tells the same story, the story of God and His rescue plan through Jesus. Join us next time as we journey through the Bible together.